0: Welcome to the Tesla Life number 215. Here we are on the 18th, 18th already, of August 2021. The year is just flying by. If you're not concentrating on the calendar, it keeps jumping. But uh, (laughs) welcome to the show, everyone. Tonight uh, we have, of course, our regulars, uh, co-host, Mr. Casey Green joins us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir?
1: Doing well. How are you doing?
0: Excellent, excellent. Great to have you. Also, of course, uh, our other co-host, Mr. Patrick Connor joins us from the left coast, as he likes to say.
2: That's right.
3: I'm good. Hello, Tesla Nation, and welcome to the show where our motto is burn rubber, not gas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't burn nothing.
0: (laughs) And today we have a special guest. You may notice a fourth person in the corner here or here or there, it depends on, on your screen. But, uh, oh, Mr. everybody's Ian, screen the same. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Ian Graham uh, joins us from Kitchener. How are you today, sir?
2: Hanging in, not doing too bad.
0: Very good. Thank you yeah. very much for joining us today on a little bit of short notice. But uh, uh, Ian, of course, uh, is uh, starting with one of, our, one of the topics that we're going to discuss today, an exciting topic of uh, boating. If you saw our uh, Twitter feed uh, comment, Ian uh, likes to call his invention, of course, the Model P, uh, which uh, the P will know, will know what that stands for as we go through the presentation. But, uh, Ian, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your creation and uh, what was behind it?
2: Yeah, so um, I guess I'll bring up my uh, slides. Sure might as well go right into the uh, the slides here, and we'll do the play. So, the solar pontoon boat—I mean, we're calling it Model P right now, Tesla Tune. I'm really not too sure what what now we're gonna, you know, finally call it. I think Model P is actually sounding pretty good. Um, you know, th- this actually this pontoon boat even has an area that you can cover up if you want to put a porta potty in and everything else too. <laughs> so, oh, Model wow. P. actually. Yeah, it kind of works, <laughs> but um, this funny enough, I I got um, about, I would say, a year and a half ago, four Tesla batteries from a salvaged Model S. And, uh, you know, basically, long story short, the guy that I got it from, his 13-year-old son bought the Model S that was salvaged, and he tore the whole thing apart and sold it pit by bit, and, including the batteries. And so, Another friend saw on Facebook uh, Marketplace these Tesla batteries for sale. He sent it to me and I called him up and there was like basically six left and I took four of them uh, at the time. So uh, actually, you know what? All in all, it was like a, it was a pretty good deal because I know Tesla batteries now The they're going up in price and stuff. So and this also was kind of like I have a cabin, um, you know, for those of you who know, Ontario, north of um, <clears throat> Manitouan Island, uh, and it's uh totally off the grid um i've always been inspired my dad got me into renewable energy there uh because we basically power the cabin with uh waterfalls uh now it's full-on uh solar the solar actually does better than what the waterfall hydro does at least with the current system we had and um anyways it's interesting up north though because up north is big trucks and you know gas and everything else but um there are guys that were taking pontoon boats out And working on it and I mentioned to the one guy who's like you know ultra conservative and he just like what are you talking about electric you can't do that with a pontoon boat it's always gas that's what gas is what rules the world so it became actually I think in some respects a bit of a challenge to for me to go like okay we we got to do this because we can do something better so anyways um, the pontoon boat I I came across it in uh, January of this year And if you guys know with COVID, like finding recreational type of stuff, vehicles and that, um, the minute you see it, you got to jump on it because it's gone. People were already looking for their summer and, uh, you know, what vehicles, uh, recreational vehicles and boats and stuff they wanted. So I called this guy up and I said, I'll give you a deposit. I think it's pretty much exactly what I want. It's 21 feet, a little bigger than I wanted. I was looking 18 to 20 and uh anyways he's like look i've got so many phone calls but you seem like a nice guy uh if you want to come tomorrow take a look at it um if you want it it's yours so anyway so yeah i ended up uh, buying it and uh anyways uh you can see my model three is towing it here <laughs> um this was an interesting experiment because i had a friend follow me uh in his truck and i said let me just try it for a little bit and then we'll switch it over to the truck and um, it worked fine except when we hit the four-way stop and I went to leave again and then it was like uh, all of a sudden the, the hitch came off the uh, yeah so the coupler came off well what we found out later was I basically you don't really see it here but it was actually on a little bit of an angle so it wasn't quite cu- uh, coupled properly that since has been uh, rectified And, uh, you know, the boat is actually going up north uh, over this next uh, weekend. Um, I'm still debating if I should get a truck rental, but I think the Model 3 can do it. Um, But we're going to do some experimenting with that first. But um, to give your listeners an idea of what we did with the boat um, in terms of the uh, the tech specs, um, it's three 440-watt bifacial Canadian solar panels. Anyone who um, argues with you that says that solar's expensive well no it's not. these panels were each307 dollars and that is crazy because 10 years ago I have 2 10k systems uh, as well and 10 years ago a 210 watt panel cost me $900 so the price of solar and these are both sides with being it's bifacial I it guess power both sides uh, anyways yeah it got uh, you know a really good price on this stuff. Uh, the four 5.2 kilowatt Tesla batteries. Um, and then to control the charge controller and the, uh, the batteries, we've got lithium solutions BMS. And this is from a company in Quebec called Volts Energies. They do um, renewable energy, but they do work a lot with not only Tesla batteries, but um, they'll get Bolt batteries, uh, Leafs. Um, and I think they were even looking into uh, some other ones, which I hadn't even heard of uh, as well. Uh, I know the um, cattle cattle batteries was another thing that they were getting in as well, um, and then the last piece of this here is the uh, 20 horsepower Elco motor. It uh, runs at 48 volts, and uh, <clears throat> I would have gone higher, uh, like a 30 or even a 50 horsepower. Cost is one thing. 50 horsepower was another 10 grand. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the 20 horsepower was already 4,800 dollars. That's Canadian dollars too. Um, and also I found out from the motor company, uh, and Alco has been around doing electric boats for like a hundred years, which is amazing. Um, but the guy said to me, like every 10 horsepower as you go up, it only gives you another one to two miles per hour. So that was the other thing is like, yeah, that's not really a big speed difference, like six miles per hour. It'd be nice, but you know, $10,000 more. Um, and then the final thing, uh, that made me a uh, decision is what there's a 30 and 50 horsepower have um, 96 volt requirements. So the four Tesla batteries could definitely do 96 volts. The problem got to be is how do I charge that 96 volt batteries with a charge controller that does 48 volts? I've since found out there is a way to do some of that stuff, but that being said, you know, it's, uh, uh it's expensive if I'm going to go to the 50 horsepower motor. So, all right. So, a good friend of mine, uh, the guy, actually the guy who drove the truck, and then this is his brother, Mark. Uh, You don't really see his face here, unfortunately. But uh, anyways, I went to public school with these guys and somehow, you know, got talking with uh, Mark and told him what I was looking to do. And uh, Mark's a mechanical engineer and also does, you know, software programming. And actually he's got a, a really interesting passion where he builds guitar amps with a, a good friend of his. And, and I'm talking like really nice, uh, guitar amps. Um, but anyways, he's like, yeah, you know, um, Mark, uh, or Mike, his brother and, and dad, you know, we used to work in the Marina and work on boats. I'm like, really? So I told him what I wanted to do. And so he seemed intrigued. And, uh, anyways, this is him working on the, uh, the battery boxes that we built. And so each box, holds two batteries. Uh, Each box weighs about 120 to 130 pounds. Uh, There's some handles on the top um, that uh, basically, I I have lifted them by myself. It's not good on the back. Um, And uh, I also, uh, But you know, it's better to get two people to kind of give you a hand on that. So uh, this is in a workshop. And we used, uh, of course, um, the the Anderson connectors for uh, putting the batteries in uh, parallel and also for the charge controller and then there's an even bigger blue uh anderson connector that is for the motor and that so here's good. the batteries in the back of the uh, uh the model three and uh on top of the uh the, the gray box there um is the charge controller which is a uh, victron 250 volt 70 amp uh charge controller so uh we've got quite a bit of juice coming from the solar panels um and so when i first started looking into the requirements i was going to go with 150 volts uh and then i realized man we're like right on the edge of about 140 plus volts with the solar panels. so we we did one step up uh and the nice thing too is that if i wanted to down the road i could actually add more solar panels to charge the batteries up um but to be honest, uh, the charging is actually working really well with this system.
1: Yeah, I lifted a Powerwall by myself, and uh, that's only slightly lighter than a Powerwall. It's, uh, I, I feel you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know.
0: Ian, the next would you, day- would you say we've got a question from the uh, the side here? Uh, would you say that the um, the price of EV use uh, is equal to how it is with a car? Uh, where, you know, in Canada at least, you're running at about uh, one-fourth to one-fifth the cost uh, of gasoline. Would that still be the same for for boating as well?
2: It would be. Um, You know, like, for me to fill up the pontoon boat, I'm not sure how many liter tank it was, but when I did ask around, like, you know, let's say you took a truck to to pull the boat, you know, how much money are you spending on that truck to, to pull it? um and then when you put it in the water and you want to boat around um you know we 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 saw pontoon boats like you know with people water skiing and uh tubing and which is amazing but man that's going to suck the gas back yeah. and yeah, those, you those
0: know those weren't those weren't 20 horsepower motors either for sure like uh yeah those were, those were 100 horse plus
2: yeah exactly and uh that would be a heck of a lot of money in gas i know that the uh the guy i bought the boat from um i think he said to me it was around 75 to 100 bucks to fill the tank and he only used the boat funny enough like i sound like for like a couple weeks of the summer so yeah and uh you know basically probably use the tank for that summer uh you know so there's seventy-five hundred bucks that way but um the nice thing with this setup is um a lot of times when you're doing electric boats the charging option is still shore based and so guys have got these chargers that they, um, you know, they can go to shore and, and plug in and, and they're still getting shore power and they got to pay for that still. Um, in this case, um, you know, the solar is charging us for free. So everything about this is free. Um, you know, if I wanted to put a shore power in, I could. Um, but being, again, my cabin's totally off the grid, um, I I don't really know that I need to. So...
0: Yeah, and I'll let you guys know that uh, with our little uh, spin that we took on Sunday, I was out on the raw water in Ian's boat for a full hour, and we were to- touring around the bay, and we came back uh, and docked, and we took a look at the, uh, the meter that reads how much is left in the battery, and we had only burned through under 10% of the battery's range, and that was a full hour of driving the boat. And then uh, when we stopped at the dock, of course, a number of people went and took a washroom break, came back, and they set out again. And the boat recovered a couple of percent while the boat was was waiting for the people to come back through the nice. solar panels. So yeah. this this is, uh, I could see that the boat could run nonstop the entire day, and uh, you would still have lots of juice left uh, after a day of a full day of boating.
1: Yeah. yeah. So on, on on your controller, does it allow you to, um, to as long as the battery not full, it allow you to feed in from the solar into the um, the whole mix, or do you have to switch to charge mode?
2: Uh, nope. It uh, just feeds in constantly. Cool. So the the the, uh, the BMS is programmed um actually i should say the charge controller i programmed to do uh up to like 90 percent it looks like it's 92 percent actually mm-hmm. um and it basically doesn't go any more than that so kind of like your car you know for yeah. daily driving you only do 80 to maybe 90 percent Um so i've done that with these batteries as well uh but yeah while we're tooting around the the batteries are being charged as well uh, with the solar, um, it's not like you have to choose one or the other and we figured uh, We did about you know We're out there for four plus hours and at the end of the day the batteries were down to 56 percent And while we were loading the boat up, it went back up over 60 percent again.
1: Oh my <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, so it's uh, <clears throat> It's worked well now. I should mention too when you're asking about the charging part um The guy I got the batteries from runs a solar company, uh, and he actually, the year before helped a guy convert a 36 foot catamaran, uh, to run on a 16, like, well, a model S pack of, uh, batteries with 18 solar panels that are similar to mine. They're, they're bifacial. They're a slight bit less wattage. Um, they recently did a trip and, um, the boat barely touched the back and it was overnight this is everything it was autopilot and overnight so you know if you know boats now with the gps's that they got going that are crazy where the boat just goes for you 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 map out where you want to go this guy's got this stuff and overnight he said like yeah the batteries are barely touched and during the day he says you know tesla can uh, run the boat uh for 24 hours with the solar it's infinite so yeah, it's, it's amazing what we're getting now with this stuff. I think a big part of it is the solar technology has changed uh, quite a bit. It's gotten so much more efficient, and, yeah, it's great. Awesome. So, anyways, um, we ended up, uh, this was a, a kind of a discussion. Uh, we were trying to figure out where do we put the uh, the batteries, and we were looking originally, this was a... Uh, this deck box and uh, Mark's uh, feet here, that was actually a bench. <laughs> and we were thinking like, well, we can maybe put the batteries to the, you know, the the, the bench beside them. Uh, how do we do that? And then the more we looked at it, the more it was like, we just finally like said, you know what? Let's rip the back bench out. We've already got enough room for, even with the back bench ripped out, we have enough room for nine people. Uh, and if we use this deck box, it's got a, a bench on it. there's the other two people back again. It's supposed to be 11 people you can have and uh, this way you know it's um, the the battery boxes themselves are the white paint that, that's on it. it's also meant to be um, you know for weatherproof and everything else. but this is just one more step with the uh, the deck box and it actually helped with the uh, the centering uh, everything with the boat and that too. So rather than having the batteries to the side, now the boat leans to the side, etc, this is just it worked out really well.
1: I need you so, four to always stay on the, this side of the boat.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and you can see, you know it's funny, and it, you can see actually on the uh, the left side that gray kind of like a tarp.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: that's like a uh, funny enough. That's like a canopy that you can use like a, as a change room slash, if you want to say washroom, porta potty, whatever you want to call it. Um, so this boat had some pretty neat stuff on it, actually. Um, The right side, you can see the lid opened up there. That was just an empty space. That's where the charge controller went. And I see that's funny where the gas lines went through and uh you know with um you know the air return and and everything that way but that's all been removed and uh i don't know there's a part of me that still wants to put a little sticker says gas lol on the side of the boat there but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know and you know if i did do shore power if i decided to do that one day on this boat i think that's where i would probably put the plug uh to do that um so It'll be interesting to see as time goes on, like Norway is doing some amazing stuff with uh, their plug shore where, you know, a boat pulls up and just like a J-1772 comes out and they can charge their boats. So it'll be interesting to see if we start seeing more of that as well. Yeah. So this is for the kind of the the guys who want to nerd out on kind of what we did and putting this all together. We ended up buying, uh, you can see actually just on the very top of the screen is uh, aluminum, extruded aluminum and it's got a little slot in there. We bought 18 pieces of extrude aluminum, uh, 10 feet roughly long. It actually worked perfectly well for the solar panels for their their measurements. Uh, But anyways, to fasten everything together, um, again, Mark being a mechanical engineer that he is, uh, he had me go and get this steel and he made a template and i had to uh then drill all the little holes out there and uh basically paint it um and this is what we use we uh we put the uh the the, um steel there into the aluminum uh slot and then we could basically fasten everything together that way so this was a real you know right to the uh you know making the pieces and everything else we did hire a guy uh, as well to do um, some fabricating of some aluminum and steel for uh, some corner brackets and stuff like that as well. Um, so yeah. And then here's the other part. Um, these are 3d printed, uh, brackets that let the uh, extruded aluminum slide up and down. So the solar canopy isn't always up. Um, it actually can be lowered down for travel and, uh, Anyways, the pieces on the bottom right are what goes into the extruded aluminum slots and allows the two pieces of aluminum to slide uh, up and down. Uh, One one piece is stationary, the other piece slides up and down. And then the piece on the bottom left is actually a bracket that we use to secure the solar panels. Um, So they also went into the extruded aluminum, they slid across and basically um, they locked the solar panels in place. Now we did end up doing some uh, aluminum brackets as well uh just to be extra safe uh, especially with wind in that um but it's it's in solid um mark told me i think the printing of all this stuff was like it was in like at least four plus days 24 oh 7. my <laughs> so, so i owe him a little bit of uh you know a filament <laughs> for some of this stuff <laughs> yeah all right so this gives you an idea of the um Extrude aluminum pieces Uh, these ones were cut um, for size and then you can see the orange uh, pieces that we use to uh, Then attach another piece of aluminum and slide it up and down. So uh, These pieces here that you're seeing these ones are stationary Uh, They you know, they don't move uh, like the piece that will be beside it
1: Okay, so it's like telescoping.
2: Yeah (laughs) Yeah So there you go. So here's Mark putting this in, uh, and you can see him actually those, um, you know, in his hand is one of those brackets, uh, that we, uh, you know, did up with, uh, the drill two drilled holes. Um, and that basically would then be part of a plate, uh, that would fasten the two pieces together. And when we want to slide it up and down, we would loosen basically, uh, four sets of four screws on either side of those, um, the sliding up and down aluminum so here's the panels being put on you can see the uh, the orange brackets uh, that you know they eventually they get slid across and they hold the panels uh, in place this the orange brackets you're seeing here would be for the second panel going on Uh, so you wouldn't see the like the panels on there now you don't see the other ones that are on there And then some of the uh, steel that we got fabricated for the uh, like triangles and corner pieces, you can see there on the deck box, you know? So, and, and while that's only showing two cans of beer, uh, a lot more (laughs) cans of beer definitely got consumed while doing this part of the boat because this was a real chore. (laughs) So, but, um, anyways, it was fun. So here is, um, the boat. Uh, this is actually on la- last Sunday on launch day. With um, you can see all the different you know pieces that were fabricated. The uh, the triangle plate on the top, uh, the little square plate between the two aluminum uh, you know uh, rails. And uh, this is a friend of mine, Axel, uh, who is uh, nice enough to um, let me borrow his. Uh, well, he drove his uh, Jeep uh, Cherokee to take the boat out to uh, Conestoga Lake. And uh, helped us put it all together.
1: So the motor yeah. is still an upward style.
2: Yeah, it, it yeah. looks like a regular motor.
1: It does. Just a little yeah. smaller because it doesn't yeah. need
0: all that combustion stuff. Yeah, the, the top part <laughs> is very small.
2: Yeah. Now, if you got the 50 horsepower, it would be a hair bigger okay. um, on that. But uh, yeah, and, and again, you know what? It's funny. Like, I'd have to look at what the date is, but their logo says electric since i think it says since 1893 i believe it yeah yeah well the,
0: the, those are trolling motors right a lot of people use trolling motors for fishing boats and other boats uh, mm-hmm. to be to be quiet when they're moving around and to save uh save gasoline is what they're doing
2: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so and uh yeah Alco you know they um I, I did i did look at other companies like Torquedo is another one is a little more uh, futuristic looking, they don't have a fight the, you know, regular boat motor look. Um, but I've come across some other companies since. Uh, one of them actually really intrigued me because um, not only is it a motor, but uh, it actually works in reverse, kind of like regenerative braking on a car. Oh, yeah, It'll spin the propeller and charge your battery. So if you are like dock somewhere and there's a current, it could be used to charge your battery again. Hmm. So brilliant you know and uh now that company when i did look into them their horsepower i don't think it went any more than 9.9 um it wasn't uh you know into the 20 plus range um not to say that they won't be doing that probably down the road but uh you know and i apologize i'm not sure i can't remember what the company was but um anyways there's more and more companies there's another company in uh, texas called stealth i looked at their motors as well and uh they look you know standard and they actually have a full uh package with batteries that you can get oh, wow. i mean alcohol does, does as well but
1: yeah yeah retail would probably be pretty cool on a sailboat or boat yeah. with a sail
2: yeah exactly you know so uh yeah it worked well on that so so here's the the boat launch this is where everyone's like okay we bought this boat back in january now Does the thing actually float? (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't seen it in the water, you know? It's not like like buying a car and it's like, well, yeah, it it runs. And you don't know it runs until you have to put the the money down and you took it off the lot. (laughs) so But um, the guy actually owned this boat previous, he actually built that trailer custom for the boat as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's actually pretty heavy duty. Uh, this trailer—it's it's heavier than uh, kind of what a normal pontoon boat trailer would be, and the tongue is actually longer as well. I would say the tongue's got to be at least four to five feet, um, you know, as well on that. So, yeah, but Probably um, could, I, considering
1: you added six hundred pounds to it,
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyways, we had like this was like um, the perfect day. You can see it's like blue sky uh the sun was absolutely perfect for this uh, it was interesting to note for you guys who know uh with solar the the time of day uh that's best for solar is usually around like 1 1 pm and uh we actually i, I noticed that time wise you know it, it just sort of came to me it's like hey it's like around one o'clock and so I was checking out what the solar was putting out and it was pumping out like 1400 watts no problem so Um, I can't remember, um, a friend of ours, Eric was telling me what amperage was going back into the batteries, but it was quite good. So, um, Eric figured that the, the solar to batteries was kind of like a 10 to one ratio. So, you know, it basically, if we kept running this boat, uh, and we did finally like totally run out of power, um, it would definitely take a few hours to charge it back up probably a day. Um, but this boat is never really going to ever see that. I mean, I'm talking like, we already went out for four plus hours and we only hit 56% out of 92%. Yeah. So yeah, on that. So, all right. So yeah, here you go. This is, um, this is one thing I love with, uh, Victron, uh, charge controllers and Victron Energy. Um, you can buy a display for the charge controller, but this is just for my phone. Um, and, uh, so in this case uh you know we're putting out 1151 watts the voltage is 116 volts and 9.9 amps uh when you convert that down to 48 volts it's uh, 23 amps so basically uh we're getting back into the battery so it's putting out a pretty good current on that and uh, it's and then again it's uh, this is bulk uh actually you know what here we go this is actually kind of interesting too is that uh, if you look uh, my time is at 108 p.m. so Uh, This is what was being put out from the solar at that time. I did have another um, uh, point uh, where I saw it was like around 1,300, 1,400 watts of power coming out as well. And this is the the BMS um, to give you uh, kind of an idea of... um, you know, what's the percentages for battery, how many watt hours you've got. The, uh, the temperature was one thing we definitely followed, uh, you know, because we didn't want to be on the news for a fire on the a boat, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So you know, the only reason that there should have been a boat fire is because we barbecued something on the boat, uh, right? you know, some sausages on the boat. And, but yeah, that was the last thing we wanted.
1: <laughs> so did you, did you but, find you needed any cooling or are they fine just sitting there?
2: They they sat there. I think the highest temperature we saw was around uh, twenty seven uh, degrees. So this is a picture, um, uh, not when we were running the boat. This was actually when uh, the BMS was in the shop and uh, we were playing around with this um, overall. So you can see the temperature was around twenty three, and the max you know went up twenty three point eight nine. Like it wasn't a big difference, but um, on the actual boat itself, uh, we did hit a high of around twenty seven degrees. Uh, and for a day that was, I want to say it was around 24 degrees, uh, that day. And then of course you got the wind and everything else, but overall the batteries, yeah, I wouldn't say we need any coolant. That was one thing we were concerned about too. Um, would we need coolant if we ran a 50 horsepower? Probably. Maybe. Are you
1: looking looking at adding in like a fan or something, or are you just going to leave them as is?
2: I think I'm going to leave it as is. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep an eye on the, um. The uh, temperature and uh, see what the max ever kind of hits, but uh, overall I think we're okay on that. Nissan so. Leaf style, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, um, the BMS, um, I should you know say like Volt's energy that we uh, got the BMS from, it was it was kind of interesting. Like uh, we hooked it up, and we can see it's like working. And we shut down, and then we sh- turn it back on later on, and then also we get this communication error. And it's like, okay, what's going on that way? And, anyways, <laughs> um, we ended up having to send the BMS back to Volts. They looked through it and they were a little confused. They ended up changing the connectors for the, uh, uh, the BMS connectors on the Tesla battery, and we got it back. And unfortunately, still getting communication error. So I ended up actually taking. The four batteries and the BMS back to Montreal where um they're located. And they within two hours basically turns out they I was the first, of course, of you know how many hundreds of these BMSs that they've sold. I'm the first guy to have a short oh, no. <laughs> uh, I have a short on the BMS. But um uh, but volts they were awesome. Like basically, uh they gave me a new BMS because they want to find out why it shorted. Uh, that really confused them uh, on that. It confused me that well, you know. But um, anyways, the uh, the one thing that we learned with the BMS, like with these guys, is basically they program it to the batteries, which is really nice. And they leave it so, like you can't get in there. Like you're, you're, you know, four batteries. That's great. If I ever decide to add two more batteries, I gotta get it reprogrammed. But do you they know, do a remote,
1: to... or you gotta send it back?
2: You gotta send it back. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you know, for a guy It'd be cool like me, cool. Take a dial in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a guy like myself though, it's like, that's, you know, fine. I don't need to get into the programming stuff like that, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, their, uh, their system works really well and, uh, they're actually looking for the future wise to be able to get uh, Bluetooth connectivity, um, all that type of stuff onto their system. So anyways, this is a little video here. Um, this flag, of course, I had to get. Uh, I got it uh, custom designed. Uh, well, I did. I did the custom design myself here, but I got it custom uh, done up at a flag store and everything that way. I figured, you know, you always need a, a pirate flag for uh, a boat, except in this case, you use lightning bolts for uh, the uh, skull <laughs> and crossbones. <glass> <laughs> so, if if you if you don't hear audio, that's fine. Uh, there's not really much in the way of audio there but it gives you an idea of just sort of the around the boat and maybe a little bit even for that matter the 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 top speed we got was around 10 kilometers an hour um some people were like "Eh, it's not great but i think if you go sailing i don't think sailboats go much quicker than maybe to 15 kilometers an hour
1: i don't know yeah probably not
2: yeah i don't think they go much faster than that (laughs) themselves but anyways this is a floating living room a floating couch so like (laughs) you know it doesn't matter how fast we go. Ooh, put a Starlink going. on there.
1: You can watch the game from the lake.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know what? It's funny enough. I, you know, I'm i looking for Starlink. I want it so that I can have Starlink at home and up north at the the cabin. Yeah. Once I can do that, then, yeah, there might be a possibility that I might put Starlink on the, uh, the pontoon boat. Why not? You know?
1: The boat could be your router for the cabin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, all right. So, yeah, I guess... Click play here.
1: I think I do hear it. There's Mark.
2: yeah So, yeah, you can see the temperature was 17 was the minimum and 21 was the high.
0: Okay.
2: And you can hear that weir. Other than the wind. Yeah. You hear the motor. Just a little bit of a weird of the motor. That's it.
1: The bifacial looks cool in the canopy, too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you need a canopy on a boat anyway. So, why not right. make the canopy work? Like, exactly.
1: it just makes
2: complete sense.
0: Put
1: it, it to was, work. You know, Don't like, let it be weight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what's funny? Because that canopy, uh, I think Mark and I were driving back and forth the boat, but it was like, I'm getting cool. Do you want to switch so and go out in the sun for a while? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. That, that, it, that, that, it, that town in North Carolina was right. It does eat the sun. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it does, right? <laughs> I remember that. Well, I, I got
0: the big question, Ian, I'm sure it's on everyone else's mind. When you look yeah. at the conversion, the what you did, uh, how much the boat cost you, uh, what what price are you looking at?
2: Um, well, I'll give you some numbers. Um, the boat and trailer cost me $16,000, 16, and uh, I've looked around, and a couple of guys said to me that was actually a really good deal
1: a great deal
2: uh, especially too because the guy got a lot of inquiries after even he was telling me he's like man i could have sold this thing for over 20. Yeah, i so, was just on a
1: boat site the other day don't ask me why yeah that's a great price
2: yeah because i mean pontoon boats new you're starting like anywhere from 40 50 60 grand mm-hmm. you know it's crazy um the tesla batteries uh the four of them cost me six grand so 1500 bucks each um the solar panels were 307 bucks each the extruded aluminum 18, uh, 10 foot pieces I got from a guy who has a backyard full of every possible piece of, uh, junk you can imagine. Um, and it was kind of like Sanford and son. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it was 300, or it was 300 bucks for 18 pieces, 10 foot, which I'm sure that aluminum today, like if I went to like get it new, that would have probably cost uh, probably a grand plus, you know, I don't even know. Um... So a charge controller was around 750 bucks. I got that with free shipping and 15% off. Um, The um, manufactured uh, steel uh, brackets um, and pieces and everything else. I'm I'm gonna say everything was around a grand for that stuff. Um, And then the little odds and sods like you know boys uh i bought a pole last night in case uh you know i get to the um <clears throat> the deck and i can't you know i'm by myself i gotta figure a way to grab hold of the deck so i got one of those poles that you know can get you yeah, in. Well,
0: that's with any boat that doesn't really count
2: no no yeah. not in that case but yeah. um yeah i uh yeah that's i'm not sure if i'm missing anything on that but that's pretty much it so let's put it this way like I think the boat, if you say everything total, would be like, oh, the motor. That was the other thing. The motor was about, and again, and I apologize as a Canadian, uh, prices is about was forty five, forty eight hundred, somewhere around there. So, when you compare that to a gas motor, um, it's pretty much uh, the same. It's it's surprisingly not much different. In fact, the fifty horsepower motor uh, was fourteen thousand Canadian. Which you know, that's a lot of money. But I know. Same as the boat. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) A friend bought a fifty horsepower gas, and that was twelve grand. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's what we
1: were talking about last week. We found that the Model Three is now on par with the combustion cars as of this year. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, you buy a thirty thousand dollar Honda Civic, you've bought in a standard range plus Model Three, and even though it's sixty grand, again we're talking Canadian, but you do the math it's the same thing and a civic does not have anywhere the uh the fun factor not at all <laughs> not even close no so but yeah so price wise um that's kind of what you're you're looking at i would say 25 30 grand for this boat so i don't plan on doing too many more uh, big projects like this for a while <laughs> you know that was you know it added up but honestly this is something um even the, the guy from elco said to me is like you know your great-grandchildren will be the first to probably do any service on that motor you know because Mm -hmm. it's electric it just you know there's no real service other than the lower body unit like uh, you know gas has that as well for the uh, the gear oil and stuff like that yeah that's (laughs) the only service so
0: well that's fantastic that uh, that is a a great overview of uh, a project that it's a large project let's not uh, kid ourselves uh, yeah. It's uh it's a big project. You needed a lot of help to get it done, and it, luckily you had that uh, that help. But uh, yep. man, what a what a fantastic end result!
2: Yeah, I got to you know, I, and that's the thing. Like, I was really hoping this boat would be out in June, July. I always have way, <laughs> way higher expectations, you know. Um, being self employed makes a big difference, and unfortunately, my buddies they're they're full time employed. So, yeah. But, you, yeah but you know i i gotta give such a huge shout out to uh, mark and mike uh, melvin um for this project because a uh you know just putting the motor on their expertise even with the motor um you know was an area that's not saying i couldn't figure it out um but i probably would have made a mistake of some type these guys knew what they were doing and uh just their ideas with the canopy and the the battery boxes and you know Mark will say first that you know that it's it's probably way over engineered but hey so it be it you know um, you know it's uh, I think it's a cool project and I think it really makes a valid point about electric uh, boats um, you know we can mix electricity with water and uh, yeah it's um, you know I think uh, like when you had mentioned that you've done a power wall. And, uh, you know, all those type of things, I think it's great to see the DIY community getting more involved with this type of stuff and, uh, proving what can be done.
0: Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's get into a couple of stories, uh, uh to round up the uh, podcast tonight. Um, let's take a look at, uh, what we've got here on tap. Uh, want to mention about uh, Elon at uh, Gigafactory Berlin, uh, with the German officials oh. talking about.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I've had some comments on the story, I missed them. I was trying to make things clearer on the uh displays. So, Mark was saying, you uh, sold the gas motor and recoup some costs.
2: I did, yeah. I, and I just saw that he said that. It's like, I sold it for 5,500 bucks. So, oh, nice, same, uh, yeah. So, so the Alco motor for 4,800 bucks, I, plus I gained some money. Mind you, that was a 75-horsepower motor. (laughs) That was a big baby,
0: 350
2: pounds. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then um, Christian also pointed out that uh, the sailboats can hit 27 kph or more, but on the lakes, probably about 10, so that's about right. Yeah. Uh, And then John Dixon, uh, tweet at the Tesla Life. Uh, Otherwise, uh, look at the Facebook. or uh, We had an email that Mark gave out a couple times ago. You want to give it out again, Mark?
0: You can uh, email us directly, uh, the Tesla life at gmail.com.
1: There you go. I'm sorry, back back to the program.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, just wanted to touch upon uh, the uh, visit for Elon, uh, going to uh, the uh, Giga Berlin. Uh, Talked to a couple of officials there. Uh, Again, Elon trying to push uh, that he wants this plant certainly to open uh, in, you know, by end of October. Uh, What I really found kind of funny here is that one German official uh, was speaking to uh, Elon on stage and came out with the statement or the question. Elon, Uh, what do you you believe the future of uh, cars will be? Hydrogen or electric? And Elon was kind of shocked, uh, with the question as <laughs> I was shocked listening to it. Yeah. And, uh, Elon kind of laughed and said, uh, well, it's electric, of course, uh, there's no competition. Uh, you know, hydrogen is not, uh, what you want to use. And, yeah. uh, li- then laughed kind of, uh, silly, uh, <laughs> yeah. for, for a couple of uh, seconds. Yeah. And, uh, the clip is on our Twitter feed if you want to see that. Uh, but, uh, I just found it really unusual that a German was, official would say that uh, in front of Elon on the plant site as they're yeah. pushing to open this completely electric plant. Like, I, I just, it, I didn't it was, get. It It was super weird.
1: Like, hey, let's open up this solar field. Let's cut the ribbon. Hey, what do you think about that natural gas? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: It was really yeah. strange. So um, he's the and same and kind he,
1: of politician. He expected politician. a favorable answer. You can see his like his reaction when he got that laugh. He's like, what? Well, <laughs>
3: yeah politicians are not uh engineers they don't know what's what they just uh, listen to what their lobbyists tell them and uh, this is probably the same type of politician that 10 years ago thought diesel was the future clean diesel that's what <laughs> it's going to be great that's what it's, that's what they're paying oh, me yeah. to say so i believe it great
1: and this Amazing. may this may be uh, uh give us a, an insight into the brains of what's going on in in japan and germany with that hydrogen obsession they might not understand
0: exactly exactly yeah. Well, on to our next story, Patrick's got one a little bit about uh, Elon sharing with Rivian. What's that? Oh, about? that's
3: right. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Musk is um, giving some advice to Rivian and telling them that he would recommend that they get their first plant working before they uh, start opening more. Only a fool would try to open two plants at once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, only t- only a fool
3: will
1: try to open their first two plants at once. Correct. Right. it's <laughs> a minor distinction. Yes. <laughs>
3: Uh, I'm not sure if anybody really asked his opinion on this. <laughs> I but, don't think uh... <laughs> so.
1: I mean, everybody else was chiming in on it. Why not him? <laughs> he yes, at least yes, has experience
2: exactly. in it. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. And I, um... like, the fact, I like the fact that uh, Elon is so forthcoming. It's like, yeah, I might just have a bit of experience that so you might <laughs> want to talk to me about some of this just before you go opening the second one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know the uh, the hours uh spent in like the model three factory sleeping on the floor and oh by the way we had to build a tent uh to to build the cars like not even a second factory we just did a tent you know and uh i I mean I i think elon's um he's encouraging everyone to to go electric uh and he does i don't think he looks at anyone as a competitor i think he looks at everyone as like this is all part of the the landscape uh, and to helping you know the world and if he can give some advice you know and they take it great but uh, I think he's cheering a lot of people on like I mean he was the guy I, I loved when I saw when Ford came out with the uh, lightning and Elon was like good for you guys this is nice to see you know yeah. so but I think he also might have been warning the uh, the head up uh, at Rivian about you know <laughs> You might want to stay at home and enjoy your bed instead of sleeping underneath the desk. You know? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Musk's choice to be a micromanager. I don't know that RJ Skringe is going to be doing the same thing. He might actually True. delegate and trust his people to do it instead of be there on site making sure it happens the way he wants it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Next story, going to take a quick look at, uh, of course, sales of Model 3 and Model Y, we've always known, have been ramping up. Uh, we see that in the quarterly reports, uh, we hear that uh, from uh, people purchasing the cars, and now uh, based on the uh, the configurators, we're seeing that the uh, order times for Model 3 and Model Y have been starting to push out further. And uh, as of this week, it looks like not only the Model 3 SR+, Plus, but now the Model Y Long-Range are both uh, basically sold out for the year 2021. So here we are, mid-August, and uh, if you're ordering either of those cars at this point, either in the U.S. or Canada, uh, you're looking uh, into January of 2022 before your cars are going to be made. So, uh, what do you guys think? Is this is this is this demand? Is this uh, supplier problems? Is this a combination? What
1: do, you, what do you think? Both. Uh, uh, they, they can't get enough of the white seat material. That's why we're seeing a lot of the people with white seats get passed up by folks with black seats. Uh, I think even, uh, what is it, the cream or gray that they offer now uh, that, that's come back, uh, those are even shipping. And, uh, and and Elon's admitted they're still having trouble getting chips, so they're focusing on Model S and Model Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it makes what your profit if, is. Um...
3: Yeah, with the, with the chip shortage, you're going to sell your high margin vehicles that are going to take priority. If you can only ship one, uh, ship the one that you make more money on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. so it's uh, interesting, uh, but, you know, it, it is being pushed out. Certainly, we watched the quarters. It hasn't affected uh, Tesla negatively yet on the sales or production side of things, but, uh, When it comes to the end of quarter three, we'll have to check again. But uh, to this point, the first two quarters of the year, they've been stellar performances for Tesla. The the they are all time records in sales and production. So uh, we're definitely going to keep our eye on this. But uh, I would I would think that if it's a supply issue, that's going to show up at some point. Uh, You know, but I know as Tesla had mentioned of how they're how they're uh, taking every chip they can and reprogramming so they can use those new chips. They're trying every trick in the book to keep the cars rolling out. So uh, we'll have to keep our eye on it and see what happens in the third and fourth quarters.
1: There was rumor that Fremont was shut down on Saturday and Sunday to catch up with supplies. Uh, But Mm -hmm. unlike what we see at some other places, uh, what Tesla does when the plant is, or at least a line is down, what they do is they, They take the time to do maintenance and upgrades because Fremont's an old girl. So uh, it's a perfect opportunity to do that so you don't have to do a shutdown later. Uh, If you already have a reason to be off, might as well get it out of the way and get it back up and running
0: again. Yeah, yeah. Next, uh, Patrick's got another story for us. Uh, The 10 reasons uh, that Tesla will be bigger and better in 2022.
3: Right. Yes. So this comes from CarsWithCords.net, that little uh, blog up there. And uh, I I saw someone that had posted a list and it was like four reasons and they weren't even like the best reasons. And I was like, no, let's do this right. I want to make my own. And (laughs) um, we've already touched on the gigafactories that are going to be opening next. Hopefully they're both open by the end of this year. So next year is going to be ramp and getting to volume production um new models, the the plaid. So with the Model S and X, they haven't been selling for most of this year. And the Model X, the new refreshed X is not even uh shipping yet. So uh that's that's a pretty big hit, but yet Tesla's still getting record volumes and uh revenue. So next year if you sell you know fifty thousand a hundred thousand model S and X at about a hundred thousand each, eh, yeah. it's just ten billion dollars more, that's all you know, um, not, no, no, not, not investment advice, but you
1: know. <laughs> well, speaking uh, of investment, uh, the proxy votes are out of here. Oh, so if you own Tesla stocks, get your votes in. So, so uh, that's, 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 that's they're we're going ahead. on nine months without a new Model X uh, sold, right? And very well could be, uh, according to what some people are getting on their delivery times, very well could be over a year without a Model X on sale. That is
3: incredible, right? Yes, and uh, hopefully in 2022, that's all resolved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we we don't have to go through the whole list. Um, some of the interesting stuff was with the tax credits, and of course, next year the the big the big one, not to spare the lead, is the Cybertruck. Oh, There's yeah. so many people that are excited for that. It's gonna bring in a whole new genre of, of <laughs> buyers. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can haul boats with it.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> yes, all of them. <laughs> I, I actually, when Cybertruck came out, um, I the minute I, they said that you could put a deposit down like I was on and like I put my 150 bucks down. And then about two weeks later, I'm like thinking in my head, is like, what else can I do with this? And so I went and bought CybertruckCanada.com. Oh, nice. Ah. Yeah, I figured what the heck. And, uh, but the one funny thing I, you know, uh, I go to Mexico quite a bit and they made a comment about, you know, it's bulletproof, blah, blah, blah. And I looked at my two buddies and said, the first people buying this truck will be Mexican cartel. It's bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> or,
1: or law enforcement.
2: Yeah. <laughs> or law yeah. enforcement. Yeah.
1: yeah. Both. Yeah. <laughs> both. Yes. <laughs> they have a shootout against each other.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm excited for next year. I think it's uh, every year we're following Tesla is, is, Exciting stuff happens, and next year looks like it's going to be no different. Lots of exciting stuff all next year.
0: Very good. And if you'd like to see the complete list, Patrick's got it up on his website, carswithcords.net. Uh That's the most latest blog input. And go ahead and take a, a read through it there. Hmm. Casey's got our last story, and, of course, it's Supercharger-related. What's that about, course. Casey? Of course. So our friends at J.D. Power had done a, uh,
1: a ranking – usually when we see these rankings and Tesla is involved we get a little uh, get a little bit uh, nervous hey hey how do they do it and uh, so on this one I'm gonna share this chart bear with me I wasn't expecting to actually share my screen today <laughs> uh, JD power ranked the Tesla destination uh, network at uh, 689 and they ranked the blink at 535 uh, Volta came up uh, pretty close at 674. On a uh, thousand-point scale, I'm surprised a, they came out so low. Yeah, considering that high. the voltas are free,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is uh, that is not a, a good comparison at all.
1: No, <laughs> uh, but the other thing I can think of with the voltas is they usually come in in pairs. So maybe it's like you get there and it's in use. So that would that would sour the experience a little bit. So
3: uh, after, uh, last after last... seeing
0: this chart, Casey. I really yeah. call into question how uh, J.D. Power figured this out because that <laughs> that uh, Volta th- those those units are free chargers, level right. twos yes. that are typically in uh, shopping mall parking lots. Yes, uh, that uh, uh, they're not fast chargers. Uh, they're not spaced out appropriately. They're not close to the intersections of highways.
1: Oh, I, oh these 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 were um, these were slow chargers. Uh, oh, okay, all, <laughs> right. Yeah, all right,
0: all right, all right.
1: So on the fast chargers out of a 1000 scale wait,
3: before we before we leave the destination charger. So the reason I wasn't on the show last week is uh we went to the beach oh, and, nice. uh, to to beat the heat and the the place that we stayed had a destination charger and so it was free and uh, uh it was actually really cool. The the trip worked out brilliantly because Tesla has such a good network. We were able to to charge on the way there. We were able to charge overnight at the hotel and then on the way back um they had us stopping at a a, a far uh charger but we stopped for lunch and we had the dog and so we had dog mode on and we're on vacation so we take a leisurely long lunch when we get back in the car it said oh you've uh burned a few extra watts let's stop at this other spot instead and because tesla has a vast network that was an easy option it wasn't like oh no now we're not going to make it, it and, right yeah and their software just took care of all of that in the car i mean i just had i just. Go home. And it tells me where to stop and where to go. It was it was so easy.
1: Oh, yes. And then on the software that's rolling out now, Green the Only says that the uh, predictions of the Tesla trip computer have become even more accurate. He thought it was a fluke. So he went ahead and ran some tests, and it was even better than a better route planner as far as uh, figuring the drain uh, for the terrain, which is really cool.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So then we switch over to the supercharger network versus other DC fast chargers. And uh, they came up with uh, Tesla Supercharger got 733 points, whereas our friends at EVgo got 592 points, Uh, which is interesting. I would have figured that Electrify America would have got lower considering that EVgo usually has a functional unit somewhere, uh, Mm -hmm. and Electrify America has this reputation for not being uh, all that robust. And uh, I don't understand how these three, take up everybody, can be lower than the average I mean, yes, mathematically it works, but I mean, you'd want one of them to be higher than the average, and apparently they they are being lifted up by the supercharger network's reliability. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I expect ChargePoint to be good because they, they they use some some decent units. They're they're all uh, most of them are the Tritian, and 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 if they're not the Tritian, they're they're fairly new. Uh, whereas the other guys are using some that have had compatibility issues in the past.
3: I don't uh, charge ChargePoint had that many DC fast chargers out there.
1: I, I don't know. It's necessarily there's so many as much as that they just work.
0: The they are they're reliable.
1: Because it's asking how your experience with them is. I see.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, I mean, every time I've used a charge point, it's been fast, it's been quick, it's been quiet. The goes are loud as heck, uh, but <laughs> most of the time they don't have to get reset or have any issues, and... From the electrify america um who was that we had a uh, automaker told one of us that uh that they actually have to go around and check to make sure these things are working and they actually threatened to delist all of the electrify americas from their nav unit if uh if they didn't work with them on compatibility and uh at that point within about two three weeks after that ultimatum electrify america made that model car compatible with uh, all of their stations and, and it was it was a major pull because they didn't even know where the incompatible units were like that they had deployed. They just knew they were out there. Hey we got five hundred of them. We don't know where they are. (laughs) What a nightmare. uh, Yes. But uh that's that's the JD powers uh ranking on charging.
0: We we know we know just based on experience. We've all owned other EVs here. Uh we Mm know that uh that the Tesla is is the, the top of the heap. Uh, and have been since they started their supercharger network and still continue to be at the top so uh the others are chasing uh i, I still think that the differences were slight compared to what i believe they are in real life here uh oh, yeah. but uh, it's uh it's interesting that uh you know that this particular survey said it was that close because uh, i don't think it's close at all uh based on my experience <laughs> Well, with that, uh, let's uh, did a, a good uh, week worth of work here. Let's uh, do some shoutouts and head out. Uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Casey Green. What have you got cooking uh, this month,
1: this week? So, I just finished filming a second uh, deep dive video because as soon as I finished the first one and put everything in the computer and arranged it, I didn't do any cutting yet. My car says, "Hey, I have downloaded an update. What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Install the thing, of course." <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> and so I, uh, right before uh, the show, I took a nap, and I uh, what I did was I actually just basically copy-pasted the old uh, video and uh, took out all the footage so that way I could put in the footage from this update. And uh, yet again, uh, Tesla said I had minor fixes. Uh, they didn't actually take into account that I skipped a whole version. Uh, typically, uh, with the new layout, it would tell you all the ones that you've missed. It would go from your old one to the all the ones that you in between to where you are now and so it totally skipped the fact that i had the disney plus and the uh and, and all that other stuff and so i had to go back and actually find that and uh on the previous one i found myself hooked on the uh on the uh sky force game <laughs> that is fun and uh so those should be out this weekend hopefully or at least at least one of them over at youtube.com slash casey Creed.
0: very good mr connor any shout outs
3: as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find this at oeva.org, and I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. And I've got to say this, that uh, we are here to help bring about a future free from fossil fuels.
0: <laughs> Bingo. Worked it, into the, worked it into the final moments of the show. Way to go. <laughs> uh, also, uh, uh, Ian, any uh, shout-outs from your end?
2: Uh, I guess, you know, just shout outs to my buddies, uh, Mark and Mike Melvin, uh, Axel Wolf, and then uh, to Elko, Bolts Energies, um, and uh, Canadian Solar, I guess, for that matter, uh, for uh, helping me complete this boat project. And, um, you know, and for all my other friends that I have not seen for how long, um, I will eventually Actually, even for my studio clients, I should mention as well because my main living that I do is I run a recording studio, and I told okay. all my clients, "I'm sorry, but I can't record you today because I'm working on the boat." <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> so, they were
1: good sports about it.
2: <laughs> no, they're great. Uh, Actually, every one of them they, they, they think it's pretty cool and stuff. And uh, yeah. mention so, the studio uh, name.
0: Uh,
2: yes. Yeah, smalldogstudio.com is my studio. Uh, it's an off-grid studio, um, of course, uh, 10k system on here. And uh, I've been at this for probably 30 years uh, plus, I've been uh, recording and uh, I also teach at the university. So uh, yeah, and if anyone wants a shout out uh, to me uh, on Twitter at Small Dog Studio, uh, at Red Bar Tesla, if you're looking on my Tesla part, or at Cybertruck Canada. Um, Cybertruck Canada uh, because of the smaller lettering and trying to remember it's not quite Canada. But oh. anyways, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah and, can and at Red Bar Tesla. Yeah, I think I cut the A off, yeah. But uh, <laughs> and at Red Bar Tesla is I'm also a diehard Rush fan. So the w- when it came to naming the car and I'm trying to think I was like, okay, what rush song can I think of or something? And Red Bar oh, Red Bar Tesla. Simple.
0: There you go. So
2: Perfect. anyways, here you go.
0: Well, thanks very much, Ian, for joining us uh, this evening and going through your uh, project. It was extremely interesting uh, to hear about and uh, certainly appreciate your time to join us this evening.
2: Appreciate being on, thank you. Very good. And with that, we'll roll
0: the credits, we'll roll the music. Thank you, Lee Moon, for providing the music we use every episode. And for you out there, we'll find out what's going on together next week in the Tesla Life. Good night, everyone.